they were going to be talking about how, as realtors in a changing market, we make sure that we get every listing we take across the finish line. Nothing more frustrating in this business than landing a listing, launching it, spending money on it, marketing it, doing tons of work, and then not seeing it turn into a commission check. Um, so we're going to give you some steps to make sure that we set that up in advance. So let's get right into it today. As I was saying, I'm going to be monitoring the chat as well. I've got my phone here beside me with the chat open up. So if you do have any questions or just want to say hi, I'll go ahead and type that in the chat and I will try to address it in real time as we go through the presentation. So today I'm going to go over some key areas of listing workflow. Uh, first of all, we're just going to chat a little bit about the change in the market. I know it's not news to any of you, but we're just going to explain the contrast between being a listing agent in the past market versus today. We're going to touch a little bit on what you can be doing to help attract listing opportunities, and we still want them, even if they're harder to sell. It's still better to have a inventory of listings on the market to allow you to keep building that funnel and attracting new opportunities. We're going to be talking a little bit about the qualifying conversation, how to ask the right questions and set yourself up for success at the earliest conversation about listing someone's home. Um, and we're also going to be looking at things you can do for prep for the listing meeting, you know, just uh, getting your comps ready, understanding whether you're walking in to have to have a tough conversation about price or potentially a reasonable or exciting one. We're also going to be talking about how to launch, market, and then ultimately service your listing. This is going to be a big one. You know, in the previous market, our listings were only lasting a week or so on market, so there wasn't a whole lot of work to do during the life of the listing. This is where things have really changed. What you do from launch day until the finish line is where the big gap is between the previous market and now. And then, of course, the one probably a lot of us are dealing with would be how do we go back to the listing table if we haven't got the job done and propose a strategy change and a pricing change to get the job done. And how do we do that in a compassionate way that doesn't get us fired? Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, first of all, a little quick reminder, if this is your first time joining us, uh, I'm not going to recap everything we talked about last week, but my name is Jeff Thibodeau. I'm down here in Frankfurt, Ontario. I've been a real estate broker since 2008. I've been through several different markets, two extremely hot markets, 2017, the most recent one, but most of my career has been in a much more balanced market and even a much slower market than this. Um, I've also spent time as a business performance coach working for the Tom Ferry Company for a couple of years and also doing some private coaching myself. Uh, I now find myself as the in-house coaching trainer here with the crew. Hello, they're all watching now on the big screen here in our office, just outside my boardroom here. Um, it's an amazing group of agents down here in Brantford. If you do have any referrals or clients coming this way, feel free to reach out to us. Um, we've decided along with a couple other teams in the area to form a training and networking group called the Apex. And this is just part of what we're doing. Um, so I'm glad you guys joined us. But the basic idea is we all believe that it's better to collaborate and learn together and grow. We see each other as competitors. So if you have any interest in what we're doing inside of this network, just please uh, reach out to me or anybody else inside the network, and we can let you know what's going on in addition to these training calls. So that's enough about us. Let's get into the content. Just a little reminder, we are posting this content after it's produced. So you're always welcome to join us live. Um, but if you miss one or you want to rewatch one of these sessions, uh, go ahead and bookmark. We've launched a website, the apexagentnetwork.com. There you can find the registration links for all this stuff, plus the recording. Again, give us a day or two. It does take a little bit of work to get these down from Zoom and up over onto these platforms. But also you can follow us either on Instagram 
And there is a link in our bio. We have a link tree where there's links to all this stuff. And also we have just in the last week launched our YouTube channel and also Apple and Spotify podcast. So wherever you go to get your content, uh, feel free to subscribe, like, leave a comment, help the algorithm, but we would really appreciate that. So just search us out. And again, all of these links are coming to you starting right after this webinar. Um, you'll have all these links coming in the post-webinar email. Um, next week, please join us. I have a special session. Um, for years, I've been assisting people work on their business plan. And the one thing I've learned is real estate agents don't really like doing business plans. Me either, right? Um, a lot of the business planning stuff you're going to see out there from coaches and trainers is like a 25, 30 page document, all this stuff. It's overwhelming. And most people do some of it and then throw it in a drawer, a drawer for the rest of the year. Um, I've actually created for myself and my own agents and my own coaching clients over the years, a very simple four-step process to help you get focused on where my business came from in the last year, what I did to generate that business, and how I'm going to improve those systems, plus if I'm going to add any innovation to my business. It's a very simple step-by-step -step process. I'm going to give you a document to work on, walk you all through it. So make sure that you put that in your calendar to join me next week for a very concise, practical real estate business planning session. I really like holding the session and I uh, know it can make a big impact on getting some clarity on what you need to do to make sure that you hit your goals in 2023. That's all of the preamble. Let's get right into it. So the market has changed, obviously, right? Last two years were really crazy. And a lot of us, we got hit by surprise. Um, if you were more predominantly a buyer's agent, it got really tough to uh, be out there firing crazy offers and losing and having clients make unconditional offers. Um, if you were lucky enough to be a listing agent or have predominantly a listing workflow, life was pretty easy for the last couple of years. We had an extreme imbalance of supply and demand, record low inventory, and the cheapest mortgage rates in modern history. Contrast that, over the last six months, the government has made the most rapid increase in mortgage rates ever in our modern history. So changed the game for buyers at the same time when prices were at an all-time high. So the effect is that the demand has dropped off incredibly. It's that seasonal lows. We had October just pass us by where October was lower than a typical December, which we usually have as the lowest transactional month. So we have this contrast between in, a, in an extreme seller's market, you have multiple buyers competing for every listing. In a balanced or buyer's market, what you have is multiple sellers competing for the same buyer. And so this changes our tactics completely. And we must respond in kind, or we end up you know, just sitting there on the market with disappointed clients and no paycheck from our listings, right? So we're gonna go over all these different techniques. What we have to understand is this market's probably here to stay for quite a while. Um, it's gonna take some big change to have a shift back. I know a lot of people are trying to put positive news out there. I do believe too that we have an un underlying supply and demand issue, but while money is still expensive and until they're able to correct that, uh, that shift back to the seller's market is, is way off in the future. We need to settle into this type of market and performing well in this type of market if we want to hit our 2023 goals. And so that means we've got to think about the whole process from attraction all the way to potentially that price change conversation in the listing in itself. So let's start right at the top with listing attraction. The real scary thing for real estate agents is there's less business out there available for all of us. When transaction volume is down and the volume of new listings coming on the market is down, that means we are all in additional competition with our colleagues to get that listing. So we have to step up our game at the front 
of the, uh, the listing attraction funnel. The best way you can do this is by celebrating your successes, right? Remember, even though listings are tough to sell, you still want them. Every listing gives you marketing opportunities. It gives you proof that you're out there working. It gives you stuff to do like open houses and running boosted ads to generate leads. It also gives you the opportunity to have a sign in the yard and get out there and get another listing in the neighborhood. So even, I'm a big believer that even if you have a listing that's not selling, even if you have a difficult client that won't put a realistic price on it, I would still rather have a listing and not have a listing. So we have to remind ourselves that. We don't want to get in the mindset of, oh, it's, you know, listings are hard to sell. I just want to be a buyer's agent. We all should want to get our name in the yard of as many properties as possible, even if some of them aren't necessarily going to be quick, easy sales. A mindset shift of being, okay, it's maybe a little tougher, but this is my time to step up show my service, have a system that's actually working, have conversational skills that are actually working so that I'm showing success in this market. And if you can show success in a tough market, you're going to be winning day after day. Imagine uh, if you're the second realtor or third realtor after the first one or two get fired, and then you're able to sell it. Man, that's going to look like an incredible track record as you go into new listing presentations saying, I succeeded where other people couldn't in this tough market. I believe now our listing clients need us more than ever. In the old market, let's not kid ourselves. Most of the sellers could have just put their house up for sale on their own and still generated bidding money. So my really big tip here is to take a minute, if you've got a little free time, and pull together your past successes over the last year or even looking back as long as your career has gone. Pull back all of the successful sales that you've done. We want to create a little portfolio of success so that as you're sitting with a nervous client who's worried about the real estate market, worried about the price of their home, you're able to show them, I have a plan that gets my client to the finish line. So that's going to be a list of all your past successes. You might want to pull in um, also reviews and testimonials. And then also, if you are doing social media or blogging, really try to create some content that helps uh, clients sell in this market. I would reach for my book. Oh, here, I got a copy of it here. Our team did a exercise where we put together a book called How to Sell Your Home in This Market, where we sat around as a team and talked about all the different tips and techniques. And then we put this together into a flyer, stuff that's working right now to help people you know, see the benefit of working with our team. So there's all these little things you can do to lean into the fact that it's tough out there. I remember my listening presentation in 2015, it actually started with selling a house is hard. It said, did you know that only 27% of people to try to sell their house every month to succeed. That put some urgency in using a dedicated professional that had a plan. What I don't want to see people do is try to convince sellers that this is no big deal, right? Like, don't worry about it, you know, whatever. It's actually better to lean into it and show that even in a tough market, you're able to succeed. Okay, so quick recap. We want to pull together a list of all of our past sales, whether that's you individually or your team or your brokerage. Get those all in one place. Think of it like a case study or a portfolio of success. Also include testimonials, reviews, anybody talking about how your system helped them, right? Especially if you were able to sell a listing when somebody else failed. And then make sure that as you're creating content or putting stuff out there for your sellers to see that you're addressing the market as it is and giving them real solutions on how to win. Don't just be talking about rainbow and sunshine. People see through that. All they're getting is bad news everywhere. And the average consumer knows the real estate market is kind of tough right now. I will say, too, if people are calling you to sell their home right now, take it very seriously. If they're calling you, well, the news is telling them it's not a good time, then they have a reason. And that gets us into our next conversation.
Okay, so the qualifying conversation, and for those of you that coach with me, you know what this is, but this is the earliest conversation we're having, and I would prefer to be having this conversation over the phone. Of course, you're going to do it again in the living room, but really what we want to do over the phone is uncover your potential client's timing and motivation. There's a million ways to ask this. The simplest one is, so you're thinking of moving, you know, tell me more. Um, and also to figure out, is there key timelines and dates? What we're really gauging here is that do we have a high motivation or do we have a, mm, you know, we're going to try it kind of motivation. And we will sit around. Our team does a little debrief after these meetings. But I would encourage you also to have some time masterminding around what are high motivations, you know, things like job transfers, family changes, uh, people moving out of province. Um, low motivations are like, oh, we were thinking of maybe selling if we find the right dream home. So we won't go over all those in this meeting, but know that as you're listening to a qualifying conversation, you're not trying to convince anybody of anything. You're the one gathering the information and trying to decide, is this person really motivated to get their home sold and ready to listen to what I have to say? Or are they just kind of hopes and dreams, right? And that's going to have you prepared differently for your conversation. Unmotivated sellers are okay, as long as you understand that's what you're getting into. It can still be a marketing opportunity for you to create great content, show that you have a listing for sale. And obviously, sometimes unmotivated people start there. And as we get them listed and they get through the process, maybe they have to see that dream home out there on the market and make an offer. They become more motivated. So this isn't a red flag to stop. It's just to make sure that you're understanding what type of seller situation you're getting into. If they do have a specific motivation or timing, make sure you go deeper on that. Get some more information, ask some probing, probing questions that's from market research, but trying to get the, the kind of the why under the motivation or the timing and make sure that's part of your notes so that as you're coming up against pricing discussions or how we're going to launch the property, you can always bring it back to their timing and motivation, not you wanting to get a commission check. Um, also, be, take close attention about the buy first versus sell first conversation. So make sure you're understanding where people um, are moving and why, and are they planning on shopping first and making a conditional offer, or are they planning on getting their home up on the market first and being attacked? Obviously, advantages and disadvantages to each, but it's nice to go through that whole conversation. Most clients don't really think it through very deeply unless we sit down and talk with them about it. I would encourage that sell first is going to be an easier path in this market, um, even if someone needs to kind of find their dream home. If they're going to try to make a conditional offer, there's a very high likelihood that they're going to end up you know, getting bumped um, by a better buyer uh, or their conditions are going to get extended or they're going to have to be ready to sell their home quickly, right? So if you do have a motivated person that's got their home ready, they're going to put a good price on it. They might be a good candidate for a sale of property offer, but they need to understand that they have to be ready to go. The sooner they get that home sold, and I, I guess I'll say like nobody likes sitting in that conditional period. It's like the most stressful. If you've got an offer in on your dream home and you're waiting for your home to sell, that's probably the most stressful type of client you can have. So make sure you clarify their motivation, their timing, and then have a good talk with them about their move process. Are they going to be buying first, selling first? And how is that all going to play? Um, I joke sometimes they're going to need to either have a two-house plan or a homeless plan. And which one of those is more scary to them? Okay, next let's get into preparing and researching. The problem right now is that our comparables are very quickly changing. Even comps from two to three months ago may be way off in price. 
So what I'm going to encourage you to do is to look for more recent comparable properties around the same price point versus more similar properties. It is going to be very hard to take a home that sold three or four months ago and try to mathematically adjust the price to where it should be today. How I do this is I actually try to discover on that qualifying call what their price expectations are. And then I'll go into the market and try to test what are buyers who have that much money buying. So instead of thinking, what are all the comparable houses in the neighborhood and how does my house compare? I will think, okay, if my client wants 750 for their home, I'm gonna pull some research to show them what buyers who are spending $750,000 are buying today. And that way you can get a wider set of comps around that price point. And it's very easy to go, okay, look at these ones that sold for 700, look at these ones that sold for 750, look at these ones that sold for eight, and you can see a real trend in where your client's house would fit in. It's a slightly different technique, um, but it works really well when the costs are moving quickly or changing uh, fast. So I would encourage you to have this, I call it like a reverse engineer or a hypothesis method. You kind of pick that target sale price and then do a wider search and try to show what buyers are actually buying at that price point instead of trying to find similar comps and adjust them for features or date changes. The other thing I'm going to encourage you to do that we haven't had to do for the last couple of years is pull out all the losing listings. So listings that have been on the market for a huge over average number of days, listings that were canceled or expired, listings that have been trying to gain the market with cancellation and relist and price change. And also make sure we are showing the history of homes that did sell, but that they had price changes and cancellations and relists and that total days on market. What we want to show our clients again is that doing the job right the first time is an advantage to them. We don't want to be here like 90 days on market making multiple price changes. No seller really wants that. Sellers want to get the job done. So if you can show them the truth that there's all these losing strategies out there, and maybe their first inclination is to try one of these losing strategies. And instead of hearing it from you, you can show it in real listings, hopefully not yours, some of your competitors, real listings, and you show them this is not a great strategy. Look, your neighbors tried this and see where they ended up, right? I'd much rather see us try this strategy and win. So we've been used to taking kind of the winning the sold comp to the meeting, but I encourage you to make sure we go deep on the losing strategies too, and have a whole stack of those ready to say, this is not what we want to do. The real shift in this market, one that we used to always do in our previous floor markets. The other thing is to realize that all of that research is kind of going to bring us up to the past and up to today, but our real competition is our active listing. So if we're going to market this weekend, or you're heading into a listing presentation, one of the smartest things you can do is take the time and go preview those listings on your way in. Or even if you've got a difficult client, offer them the chance to go look at all these listings with you and see how their house compares. Remember, when we're in a, a buyers or a balanced market, it's the other listings that are our competition, not the buyers. We want the buyers. It's our neighbors who are potentially willing to let their homes go for less money or uh, they've owned their home for longer, so they're not as concerned about the, the sale price because they have more equity. So we have to go look at that very strategically and think, if we're going to go on the market this weekend and our buyer is going to look at these five to seven homes, how do we stack them? If there's only going to be one of these five or seven homes to sell, we want to be the one that's the clear winner, both in our online marketing, our price, and once the seller or the buyer sorry, shows up and previews all these homes together. 
That means, like always, suggesting that we take care of repairs, improvements, staging, cleaning. We have to remind our sellers that our job is to help their home stand out. I can get people in the door with my marketing, but if they come in and the home's a letdown because there's lots of things that weren't shown in the pictures, we're not going to be getting any offers. This half hour is going by quick. I got to keep talking here. I have a lot more content to show you. Okay. Here's my big, you know, kind of paradigm shift is we want to go into a listing prepared for it not to sell quickly. And that's not about having a negative mindset. Of course, we hope it's going to sell, but we don't want to act surprised. If we plan in advance that we're going to be in this for the long haul, you're going to do things differently. And so the first thing I'm going to suggest is we set up a regular communication plan with your client. If you're waiting for your seller client to call you and ask you, how did that showing go? What's going on with my listing? Are you going to do an open house this weekend? You're already a step behind. Clients want service and they want a plan. Um, I would suggest either a Monday or Tuesday, a regular call. Uh, you may want to consider sending information in advance and then following up with a call. That's how I would normally do it. I would send them a report. We'll get into that, what I would send them every week, but then offer a follow-up conversation every Tuesday. That way they know, right? Give you some time to get all the feedback, send them all the new information, and then we're going to talk about it once a week. There's a great Chris Voss, uh, he's a negotiation expert training video where he talks about, you know, waiting for that call is like feeling like you're on a hostage or your, your family's being held hostage and you're just stressed out waiting for that company to call you again with their demand. We want to make sure that they feel comfortable. They know when you're going to talk again. And if you've ever had a client that's always texting you like all the time, 24-7, it's probably because you don't have a regular communication schedule set up. So what would I include? Well, from the time I launch a listing, we want to start tracking everything you've done. Imagine that the listing client is kind of like your boss at work, right? They're going to want to see what you've done. They're going to want to hold you accountable to your plan. So if you launched on MLS, you installed the sign, you held an open house, you delivered the flyers, you boosted it on Facebook, you created an Instagram reel, all this stuff, right? Keep a list of all the things that you're doing for them, especially if you promised all this stuff in a listing presentation. Next, we want to track that you are exposing the property. So you want to show them things like how many hits it's getting on Realtor.ca, if it was sent out in auto email, how many engagements it's getting on your boosted posts. And also, of course, we want to track inbound inquiries, showings, and everything else you're doing. If you can provide a transparent report like this, then you can show your client, hey, I'm doing my job. I'm working for you. I'm not just sitting here waiting for an offer to come. The next thing you want to keep a close eye on is all new activity after launch date. So if new listings are coming up on the market or sales of comparable properties are happening after you've launched the property, you're going to want to be telling your client about those first. You don't want them calling you and say, hey, I see my neighbor's sold. What did they get, right? Remember, each new listing is a new competitor to them that we have to judge our offering against. And each new sale is someone else that won when we didn't. So be ready to talk about why that happened, right? Again, you might want to go and be active in previewing these properties so you know what they're like, um, not just hoping to get some info from a listing agent. A little hot tip here, if you've got the MLS set up, you might want to set up yourself or your client on an auto alert around their house once their listing goes live. So they're getting that information from you and not having to refresh Realtor.ca. But my big thing here is stay in communication and have a regular plan that you agree upon in advance, whether it's weekly or every two weeks. I'm going to text you at five o'clock every night, whatever you agree on, but stay in communication. 
falling out of communication is the number one reason you will get fired or you'll have your listing canceled and you'll see it get relisted to something else, somebody else. There's nothing more heartbreaking than watching your listing expire and getting relisted with your competitor at the right price and then being sold in one day. Oh, it even hurts me to say that. Okay. Next, if we're going back to the table for strategy update, this is what we want to handle. This is how we want to handle it. First, in advance, again, we're going to set a strategy update plan. So you may choose 30 days, 45 days. They can agree on it. You know, we're going to talk every week. And if we haven't got the job done in 30 days, I'm going to be back in your living room with a whole new set of research and a new strategy to refresh the list. This is what people want, right? They want to know that you're going to be with them until the finish line. Again, your clients are calling you saying, oh, could you do another ad? Could you do another open house? You've fallen out of communication and they're not going to want to adjust their price if they still think you're not doing your job. They're going to want to keep squeezing you. So if you're in communication, you're showing them that you're doing all your work like you promised. You're bringing all the feedback, right? You're knowledgeable about all the other listings and you're showing them all the new actions and new sold. You're going to have a really intelligent conversation. What I always say in this meeting is that, look, when we launched our listing, we were doing it with a bunch of research. But now we've got real research. We've been on the market. We've gotten feedback. Um, great tip from a call we did last week, an internal call with uh, Scott Benson's team, is he was saying he, he will ask specifically to the listing agent and hopefully in writing, or sorry, the showing agent, you know, do you plan on making an offer? And if not, at what price would this house be attractive to your client? You know, it's not like you're going to instantly reduce the price to that number, but if you can get a lot of consistent feedback for your client out of other people's voices, they're going to believe it, right? Again, when we show up for this meeting, the first way I always open this meeting is to say, how are you feeling? Again, that's a motivation question to see if it's changed. If they're feeling stressed, I just want this over with, then we're probably going to be able to have a pretty straightforward conversation about adjusting the price. If your client's feeling like, ah, no big deal, we still haven't found our dream home, we're okay. And it's not going to be as easy to convince them to put the proper price in the home. They might want to stay the course. Um, the basic way to analyze what's gone wrong with your listing, we want to look, you know, and, and analyze what's happened, right? Are we getting no showings? Or are we just getting no offers? Or are we getting only mobile offers, right? Each of these are a little better, but obviously if we're getting no showings at all, that means that even online, this house isn't looking like a deal. I'd be looking really well through the other online listings, the photos, the write-ups, and figuring out why do people not even like our house online? They're not even bothering coming to see it. Usually means you're way off, right? Like you are positioning your house against much nicer houses. So as, if I search and found your house in a list, you've seen bigger houses, nicer houses, bigger lots, better neighborhoods, and then ours. And it is going to need a significant price correction. If we're getting showings but no offers. It typically means, okay, the home looks okay online. People are coming to check it out. But when they get there, they're kind of let down. So that means maybe the home doesn't show as well as we think it does. You know, our marketing is kind of better than the actual product. Or perhaps there's some features that weren't really disclosed in the listing that are turning people off. Really look into the feedback here. It could be something like the unfinished spaces or, uh, or you know, pet odor, or the home's a little rougher than it really looks in pictures. Pictures can't show all that kind of wear and tear. And then, of course, if you're getting low offers, well, at least people are writing you off. You've got real market research, right? If your clients have rejected those, you're pretty sure that the offers aren't going to improve over time. So we're going to suggest that we get down to that range where we're receiving those low offers 
it's probably going to be the place that it sells. Um, again, don't be offended by lowball offers. Our job is to bring them up as high as they can um, and see where we're going to get them to. But anyone who's writing you an offer, it's at least better than nobody. And so use that kind of paper or advantage. Okay, we got through most of it. Number one, or sorry, the, la the, last, the last and most important point is we have to stay positive, right? Remember, everything sells eventually if we can keep the relationship going and finally get our clients realistic about the price. So the number one thing we have to do is keep that relationship strong and show your client you're still enthusiastically and optimistically working just as hard as you were at day one. You put in all this work already, so don't give up. Don't kind of fall out of love with your listing. You know, if you need to vent to somebody, do it in your office. Don't do it to your client, right? We want to make sure that we put all this work in. We're going to see this through the finish line. And that means, especially near the end of our listing contract, we're going to really want to step it up. I would suggest you have a plan for the last 30 days of the listing contract, not the last two days, right? To ensure that you get that extension and you have a plan to keep that listing going. Also, you may want to consider signing longer listing contracts um, in this market uh, just to show that loyalty. But remember, you'd rather have these listing opportunities to continue to be able to hold open houses, run ads, get sign calls, convert other buyers. So this is an opportunity to keep. Only if you really believe that this, the, you and the seller have fallen out of rapport, you may suggest bringing on a different team member or referring it inside your own brokerage, but don't let it go, right? Like I said, the worst thing you can ever have happen is spend all this time and energy, watch your listing expire, and then see your worst competitor pick it up the next day and sell it at the right price. It breaks your heart. Okay, let's do a quick little recap. The goal of today's webinar was to give you some tools and techniques to get every listing sold in this market. First, it starts with acknowledging that the market has changed or our approach needs to change, and it needs to change immediately if it hasn't already. You want to make sure that we're continuing to attack listing opportunities. The best way to do that is to show people you are already successful selling homes. So pull together all your souls, pull together your testimonials, and make sure you understand your plan for getting it done in this market. Also, if you're creating content, make sure that content is centered around what is the difference in this market and how you are actually going to do that. In your qualifying conversations, make sure that you're understanding the person's timing and motivation. Don't force it, right? Discover it. Ask lots of questions. Why are they moving? When is that happening? Why is this all important to them? What does it mean if it doesn't happen? What's their plan B? Discover all this stuff over the phone. Also, I didn't touch on this earlier just for a second, but over the phone is a great time to get pricing expectations so that you can do your research and prepare. Um, if you've ever been at the table and you're kind of showing your, your CMA, like, am I surprising them or am I, you know, horrifying them? You'd rather have that information ahead. So I always say, hey, you know, what do you guys need to get out of this house here? What were you expecting to sell this home for? Just really soft, easy questions. Don't worry if they come back to you like, oh, that's your job. And you should say, yeah, I know, but I want to be really prepared. You must have a number in mind. You know, and if we can get them to mention their pricing expectations early, it's really going to help you prepare your research and presentation of the pricing research. Um, again, preparing for the listing meeting, make sure you're pulling those stock of losers and also going deep in the listing history, the full days on market, showing what it took to get a home sold and showing the losing strategies along with the winning strategy. It's going to help you a lot if they're trying to go down the losing road to pull a comp and say, look, your neighbors did this and it's not really working out for you. We don't want to end up in this pile. Then we want to make sure that as you launch the listing, we have a plan. It's not just hope to get an offer in seven days. Plan for it to be a long run, 
prepare to be scrutinized. Like your listing client is your boss, right? So document what you're doing, set a communication plan, really work hard, right? And throw the whole marketing plan at them and then communicate that to them on a regular basis. Last but not least, set in advance when we're going to have a strategy talk again, whether that's 35 days out, 45 days out, maybe it's two weeks out, depending on the client, but let them know in advance. If we haven't got the job done, I'm going to be back here at your table with a new set of research and a new strategy. Don't worry. I'm not letting you go, right? I'm going to see this thing through to the finish line. This stuff is more important than ever. So please put a little bit of time in it. Make sure that we're treating every listing opportunity like gold and we're servicing all of our clients so that we put this work in, we get the paycheck, we get a proof of success, which gets us our next listing, right? And hit repeat. It takes a little more work, but these are the skills that are going to get you through this market. Okay. Again, join me next week, 2023 business planning session. This is the most concise, useful business planning session ever. It takes only about an hour for you to do. I'm going to explain it all in a half hour and give you the document. And it's going to help you get some clarity around where to focus and where not to focus. Make sure that your business is thriving next year. Join me next week, put it in your calendar. And my main thought for today, right? Mindset shift. Prepare for your listing to be tough. Gone are the days when I'm just going to put any 99 price on it and wait for the lineup of buyers, like just read them and congratulate the winner. We're going to have to put in the work, but the people that, are, that have a plan and are willing to put in the work are still going to get lots of paychecks from their listing clients. And those of us that succeed will get the next round of listings too. So prepare for it. This is our time to do it, and you will be just fine as a listing agent through this market. Thank you, as always, for sticking with me six extra minutes, and I will see you next week. Tell your friends or tag me on Instagram and uh, we'll keep the content coming. If you have any questions or you've got a topic you'd like me to hit on one of these, just send me a DM. I'll do my best to create it.